Hi, friends. Welcome back. And thanks for joining us on our podcast, CYC Talk, with myself, Kristen, and co-hosts, Ala and Rabia. We are three child and youth care students from Sheridan College in Ontario, Canada. Remember, if you haven't already, please check out our Instagram page, CYC Talk, with the links to our podcast and other useful information. Today, we are here with Kevin, who is also a child and youth care student at Sheridan College, and his 15-year-old son, Owen. We are so excited to have you on the podcast. But before we continue, I do want to remind us all that we are here to share our thoughts openly and safely and without judgment. With that being said, Kevin and Owen, how are you guys doing today? I hope you guys are looking forward to today's conversation. Thank you so much for inviting us. Uh, we're both very excited for today. Yeah, a bit nervous, but excited. Nervous is normal. <laughs> That's great. Today we are going to shed some light on one of the most integral skills that we have been taught throughout the child and youth care program, which is empathy. Yeah, empathy is very important, not only as a child and youth care worker, but it is a skill that can be applied throughout the course of your life. Something I have found over the course of the past two years of study is that empathy is often confused with sympathy. Kevin and Owen, we're gonna try a little exercise here. We're gonna give you three scenarios, just small ones, and you have to tell us which do you think is empathy and which do you think would be sympathy. You guys game? All right. Let's do it. Okay, we're gonna start with number one. I'm deeply sorry your family is experiencing the pain of loss like this. My heart goes out to each of you. Empathy or sympathy? Sympathy. I agree with Owen, that's sympathy. Okay, number two. It breaks my heart to see you talk to him that way. Tough one, huh? That's yeah, a tough that, one. that's a tougher one. Um, I'm going to go with empathy on this one. Okay. would be wrong. Kevin? To me, it still sounds like sympathy. Okay. Three. That's really frustrating. I know how important your relationship with your children is, and it must really hurt to be ignored. In what way can I help you? That one is empathy. Good. Yeah, perfect example of empathy. Excellent. Yeah? That is correct. <laughs> awesome. So number three is obviously going to be empathy. Close. And I, I understand where you're going with that, uh, Owen, with number two, but definitely sympathy. It's okay. Yeah. You see, empathy goes beyond the expressing of feelings. I really like how Brian Kramer, an international keynote speaker and distilling author, put it. The main difference between sympathy and empathy is instead of feeling with someone, you are feeling for them. You are experiencing a fraction of their emotions and feelings because you see things from their perspective. We're actually going to start unraveling the concept of empathy with an interesting point in the article Seven Habits of Reclaiming Relationship by Dr. Eric Larson, an internationally recognized developer of innovative program for high-risk children and families, who writes, while most participants said that it is important for adults to listen and attend, it is equally important for adults to try to understand the story from the young person's point of view. Tell me, guys, have you guys ever heard this? 
or I was the only one, maybe I was the only one, but when I was younger, oftentimes, um, if I was sad or angry about something, I heard something like, there's no reason to be angry or to cry over this. Have you guys ever heard that? Absolutely. Um, I, I, I can remember my, my parents saying that almost on a daily basis, um, growing up, uh, that was, that, that's one of the big things that I have heard. How about you, Owen? Uh, yeah, I've heard that a lot as well. Um, it, I find it pretty frustrating too when people say that because when I'm upset about something, they just, it feels like they're pushing it off as it's not a big deal when it could be. Yeah. Super invalidating, right? Yeah. That makes total sense. And now on the opposite end, if adults are trying to understand your perspective, um, how will that benefit you? Like, let's take your dad, for example, if he sits down and actually tries to understand your perspective, tries to listen to you and uh, hear you out, basically, that's the word uh, we're going for. Um, how does that affect your relationship with them? And if it does at all, and um, how does it benefit you that he's taking the time to listen to your point of view, your thoughts, your feelings? Well, it definitely makes things better because he's trying to like figure out why I'm feeling upset or what's making me like feel the way I'm feeling. And it definitely benefits because I know then I have somebody to talk to about things because I know he'll take the time to listen to me and understand what I'm going through to try and figure out ways to help me. That's so awesome. I had always assumed showing empathy meant putting myself in someone else's shoes. After really diving deep into what empathy truly is, I have come to realize it is nearly impossible to relate to someone in this way without ever having actually shared the same experiences. Being gentle with my curiosity by asking questions and showing interest in their story allows for my ability to walk alongside someone and meet them where they are at. What do you think about this, Kevin? That's a very powerful statement. Um, and it's so true. Um, I, I feel empathy is, is one of those things that is so vital, uh, when it comes to dealing with children and youth, because so many times they're told by other adults that their feelings aren't valid, that, oh, just, just get over it. You'll be fine. Um, too many times they get they just get pushed aside for something else uh, when their feelings really need to be brought to the, the forefront and dealt with at that time, as opposed to pushing them away or saving it for later, which could you know be detrimental to the child and youth emotional state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. So, so what do you think you are going to achieve by being empathetic and trying to understand the story from the young person's point of view? Um, I think it helps me, I, I, I hate to say put myself in their shoes, but it helps me, you know, put on their glasses, see through their lens, um, mm-hmm. really experience what they're experiencing. Um, if I, if I'm sympathetic, then you're not really going to really make that connection. You'll, you'll get, you'll get something you, you will, 
but mm-hmm. you, you won't get the true connection that you're really looking for. Um, so in like the, 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 the small experiences that I've had, empathy is the way to go. Um, you, you, you get so much further with it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Right. Sympathy is like feeling sorry for them and they don't want you to feel sorry for them. They okay. want you to understand how they feel, right? Just building trust. So for now, I'm very excited to announce that we have two special guests on the show. First, I will introduce Peter Hogg. So Peter, tell us about yourself and what are your thoughts on empathy? How does it relate to CYC work? Thank you for um, inviting me on here. My name is Peter Hogue. I'm a professor at Sheridan College in the Child and Youth Worker Program, and I've been working with children and youth and their families since the, oh, since the 80s. So I've been in the field for a while. I've been teaching at Sheridan for the last 15 years, and I'm really interested in, in the, the concepts that you guys are picking up. And this week, uh, the idea of empathy to me is a really great one to talk about because I kind of think that we use, we overuse the term, and you're taught about it at Sheridan College from the day you walk in the door about empathy, empathy, empathy. But my experience in working with kids is a little bit different than the way that we teach it. Now, if you want to learn a little bit about empathy, uh, Brene Brown has a great uh, TED Talk about empathy, which is really, I think, educational and helpful also. And also there's different, it's, it's far more complex empathy than the way we really teach it. There's cognitive, emotional, and compassionate levels to it. And also to me, um, uh, it, it, so just to say, um, you know, some of the children that I've worked with, and I've worked with children that are traumatized, right? And I haven't been traumatized myself, and I have don't have PTSD. I've never experienced trauma at the level that these children have worked with. So for them, their experiences of life are very different than mine. And I learn something from them every time I talk about it, because they're talking to me about a foreign world that I don't understand. And when I'm talking to a 14-year-old girl who cannot um, go to sleep at night or cannot get herself out of bed and cannot walk into a class with her anxiety, Anxiety is so overwhelming that she's lying in bed at night for hours trying to get herself to sleep. I don't think I could put myself in her shoes. I don't think I could be that. I've never had that struggle trying to sleep at night or having these crazy thoughts coming through my head that are overwhelming negative self-talk. So I'm not sure when she tells me about how her anxiety is overwhelming her that I can be truly empathetic. So I question that. And to me, what I've learned is a better way of to be able to relate or forming relationships with children, youth, and their families is to be to just be curious, is to accept the fact that I cannot understand the emotional tur- turmoil. I'm going to try and connect with them on an emotional level, but if I'm curious and ask, get them to tell me their experience of what this is like, I think it's better better way for me to connect with them and to um to do what empathy is supposed to do, which is to make them have, you know, have a sense that I'm trying to understand what they're, I'm trying to meet them with at their emotional level. You know, we meet them where they are at, but they're at a different place than I am. I'm so I, sometimes I wonder if I'm just so arrogant that I actually think I can empathize with some of the horrors that the children, youth, and families that I've worked with have experienced. You know, it's meeting them at the same level, trying to understand what's going on. But I think in your article by Larson, he uses the word trying, trying to be in a, have an emotional connection with them. And I think that, that is really maybe what empathy is. It's not walking in their shoes. It's not understanding. It's understanding that you don't understand and trying to meet them, at, trying, not, trying to understand what they're, what they're going through. 
I think the goal is to be empathetic, but that is the journey, not the de- not necessarily the destination. Because we work with traumatized children, youth, and their families, I think it's a bit arrogant to be able to think that we can actually empathize with what they're going through right now. From a strength-based perspective, they are the expert in this, um, the, the situation. They are the ones who are going to educate me and bring them up. I have expertise, but they're the expert in their situation right now, and I need to be curious and genuinely attending and I think that that would be more, that would be better in my capacity to reclaim relationships than believing that if I say, I understand how you feel. Thank you so much for your thoughts, Peter. And I think you're completely right. Thank you very much for inviting me to be involved in this podcast. I think what you're doing, some, I think what you're doing is truly wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Peter. Okay, so... Kevin and Owen, in relation to what Peter is saying, how do you think you can show empathy through curiosity? Wow. Um, Tough question. Peter really knows how to, how to put, a, put a stamp on it. Um, okay, so let's think about it another way. What do you think it means to you, what it means to show empathy through curiosity? I think, personally, it means when when the child or youth sees you making the attempt to to listen and an attempt to to understand where they're coming from like like peter said there how it's impossible to put yourself in someone else's shoes that's coming from such a a, a i don't want to say rough upbringing but that's exactly what it is um we, we we don't know what we're getting into even though certain certain times you may have other people's words that have been written about these children but you don't know if that's if that's taken for true or not like you have to discover that all on your own if if you're going to be that one that's going to take the time to get to know them to what makes them tick to to learn about where they're coming from i i feel that in the end of it, that's what empathy really is. It's it's going that extra mile and making it yourself really vulnerable to the child as well so that they can feel to, like with you and, and understand what you're going through. I love that answer. Thank you. I mean, as a young person, everything okay. he said like is like feels true to me because it's great having an adult try and understand how you're feeling when you're upset or anything like I haven't personally gone through any type of trauma in my life but like I'm like trying to put it in this perspective like I feel like people would in like someone would like like having an adult try and talk to them about what's going on in their life and everything that has happened to them so they have someone to talk or vent to when they need it Without giving advice, right? Yeah, like, yeah, having, like, an adult that they can just talk to and trust with, like, Mm -hmm. everything and not have, like, trying to find out a way how to, like, help them get over it. Just, like, help them talk about it. Because I know sometimes just talking about something will help you feel better about it than Mm -hmm. actually trying to figure out how to feel better about it. Mm -hmm. I love your answer, too. That's excellent. Uh, Exactly what kind of... This is exactly what we were uh, trying to bring about, right? It's it's not, you don't always have to solve somebody else's issue. It's more so about sitting there and just listening to them and just being there, right? Just uh, showing your uh, presence 
as you said, Owen. Now, these are very intriguing ideas, and I think it's great that you answered that because another perspective on empathy is from Jack Phelan, who's a, a child and youth care practitioner, and he's teaching at Grant McEwen College in Edmonton. In his article, Empathy, he explains empathy as connecting with youth and families is a basic starting point to, create, to creating learning and change. That's right. So in addition to that, though, there has always been a stereotype that women are maternal and men are not. Men are supposed to be strong and not supposed to show emotions. Kevin, as a male and someone who is also in the child and youth care program, do you find it difficult to connect to others? Um, sometimes, but usually within the first few minutes of people meeting me and, and getting to know me, they, they can open up and they, they can realize that I'm not as an imposing figure as I, as I may look with mm -hmm. big beard and tattoos and stuff like that. Um, once, once you get to know me and, and I find kids are the best at this because they, they don't see what other people see. They just see a person standing in front of you and someone that's willing to make the connection if you're willing to make that connection as well. Um, mm -hmm. as, as far as emotion, emotional go goes, um, it's, it's hard because, you know, everyone has this perspective of men that they're like you said, they're supposed to be tough. They're supposed to be almost emotionless. Stone, stone yeah. Stone hearted. Oh, and good, good, good one. But I find if, if you're coming into this, this walk of life you can't be that person um, you need to show a softer side you need to be emotional you need to show the children and youth that you can be this person and that way you will make that connection a little bit better um i just i just really feel that and i and i do this with my own children i i, I don't i don't hide emotions emotions are so powerful um, holding them back, whether they're good or bad emotions, um, holding them in, it just, it takes something away from you. So I, I, I am a person that, that actually believes like just, you know, letting it, letting it go. Like if you got to cry, cry. If, if, if you need to laugh, you laugh. Um, mm -hmm. I, I find it so important. That is indeed. Oh, and as a youth in today's society, how does being a male impact your ability to be empathetic towards others and um, show your emotions? Um, well, it's, it's, it's very weird, I guess you could say, because like there are two, like there's one side saying it's okay to show your emotions. It's a very important thing. You know, like people are coming out, like saying emotions are a good thing to talk about. But then there's the whole other side saying like, like the stuff saying like oh you're not a real man if you show emotion stuff like that and it's very difficult to figure out what to actually do and what to actually not do because like you have one side saying you can't show emotion you have to stay like stone-hearted stone-faced and then there's the other side saying it's actually very good mm -hmm. to show your emotion it helps your mental health and stuff like that so it's hard because there are times when i i myself bottle emotions and repress emotions because mm -hmm. i hear it's not good to talk about emotions and can i can i can i interrupt you and let you finish yeah. quickly i just want to know when you say two sides what two sides are those two sides 
I don't like, I don't know. Just like you hear two different. Yeah. So I'm assuming probably I know your dad and I know that probably in your house, it's very safe to show emotion. Yeah. Right. So are you talking about when you're at school or is it your peers? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Situations like that. When you're like around, like not around family in my perspective, Mm -hmm. I don't really show emotion. And then there are times in family when I don't show emotion from the times outside of family. Okay. So, okay. yeah, it's a big confusing thing. Super tough. Yeah. And what do you do? What do you do? Like, how does, uh, how do you deal with that? Um, I'm like, so I sort of, used to and still sort of am bottling and repressing emotions which i'm starting to find out isn't good because then it all comes out in a huge like fit of emotions like like mainly anger and sadness Mm -hmm. which isn't good so i'm trying to figure out ways to work on my emotions because i'm not a big fan of talking about them Mm -hmm. for like from the reasons of outside of family situations Mm -hmm. so i'm sort of just kept all of that in Mm -hmm. so i'm now trying to figure out ways to let go of it but it's difficult because there's always the voice in the back of my head saying don't do it because now i guess my brain is thinking of it as a way to protect me i think it's me really uh really really important for kids your age to hear this hear what you're saying and know that they feel the same way that you do and that they are not all by themselves because i know that you're not the only one that feels that way Definitely. And thank you for sharing that because it's very, um, it's very brave of you to share that because um, I know when I was in that situation and that was a very long time ago, but nonetheless, you know, when you're younger, you, it's hard to balance family expectations. And then when you're with your friends, you're a different person, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. These are really great points. I think we can introduce our second guest speaker. Uh, We invited Julie Jacklovitz here today to share her perspective on what empathy means to her and her work as a child and youth care worker, as well as a professor. Julie, we would like you to expand on empathy and how it impacts your role. My name is Julie Jacklovitz, and I'm a child and youth care practitioner and I have a BA from the University of Victoria in Child and Youth Care, and I have a Master of Science degree in Couple and Family Therapy from the University of Guelph, and I'm also a registered psychotherapist. I currently am a full-time professor at Sheridan College, and I've been asked, what is empathy? And I think, to me, empathy is as simple as walking in to a school And the first person I see across the desk smiling at me and saying hi and welcome. Um, It's also um, my son um, being greeted by the principal. And when he goes out to hug her in COVID, she doesn't pull away because she realizes that he needs the hug. She keeps her mask on and she meets him where he's at. Empathy to me is really about assessing where someone is at and connecting with them emotionally, spiritually, uh, in a way that's really meaningful to them. So really knowing when someone just needs you to listen, 
when someone just needs you to help carry in the groceries, when someone needs for you to help them with the dishes, when someone needs for you to help brainstorm the pros and the negatives in making a decision. But empathy to me is really being able to connect with someone on a really human level exactly where they are at without ever having to have walked a mile in their shoes. Hope that's helpful. So after listening to what Julie's um, take is on empathy, this question is for both Kevin and Owen. What do you think might be a barrier for either of you with your ability to be able to connect to others, if there is any at all? Um, for me, my my biggest barrier would be my appearance at first. Okay. Uh, you know, like big guy. Sometimes you 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 get you get your parents tell you avoid avoid big guys and stuff like that, but for me you you like i i'm a i'm a i'm a good salesman i'm a good personal salesman i i can sell myself you you get me in the door i i know i can sell you on who i am and mm-hmm. and that's for me is the biggest barrier it's just it's just saying hello and mm-hmm. and getting getting that first step yeah so them so them getting past your your height and your tattoos and your beard and yeah and really knowing you for, for within two minutes that you know everybody else knows that you're a big teddy bear that's right <laughs> <laughs> oh and what about you well as i said before the whole two different sides is the difficult yeah. thing yeah um yeah so just like the whole not showing emotion to most people in my life or out of my life i'm not a big fan of opening up to people because I'm either afraid that I'll be judged for the way I feel or that my emotions could potentially be used against me because that is a big thing with like my head and everything. Um, I feel like if I open up to someone enough, they could either leave knowing everything I've told them or um, they could possibly use it as a way to get in my head. So it's that's a serious barrier. That's for sure. Yeah. Thanks for answering that so honestly. And again, I'm going to say how brave you are. This kind of is directed more towards Kevin because of, you know, our age. Um, how how do your own values, beliefs, past experiences, biases impact your connection with others? Um, I find the journey that I've gone through, I... I've I've really worn a lot of different hats as as a person. I guess you could say, um, I've lived a rough life. I've lived a good life. I've lived, you know, happy times, sad times. So it's it's always a struggle um, to I don't know to sh- show show myself off right away as as someone that's come so far. But at the same time, I really want to. Like congratulate myself for for the distance that I've gone so far, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, like the, with the connections, it's it's so important to to I don't want to say put yourself like I, I I feel so funny saying put yourself in the, in their shoes, but at least it's try and understand them 
at their age. You know what I mean? They're looking for, for someone to make the connection at, at, at that age. It's like, yes, you are older than I am, but can you, can you connect with me at, at my level? Like, are you going to come to where I'm at or do I have to come up to you? And mm-hmm. I find, I've, I've found that in my connections with children and youth, especially youth, like 15, 16 year old kids, if I act a little bit like a kid myself, it gets them, it, it breaks that ice. Mm-hmm. If I, if I tell them a funny joke or, or make them laugh or, or just, make them smile yeah like i find that that alone goes so far mm-hmm. and owen um i'm gonna ask you the same question so how do your values it can be your values or your beliefs i mean you're 15 you have had some uh past experiences i'm sure how do they um, and your biases, because everyone has their own beliefs system and what they know and what they don't know and blind spots and uh, like well, in your own knowledge as well. How does that impact your connection with others? Um, I tend to connect pretty well between people my age because I've like, I usually have a feeling that they could potentially feel the same way I do. So like, I, like I try and find, first of all, a similar topic for us to talk about because that honestly be the best thing to do. Usually when I talk to people, it's about, sports because most of my friends play sports and everything like that so that's a big thing i talk about with my friends and like everything like that and like like how how do those things that make you tick affect you making relationships with somebody else does that make more sense there you go so i also yeah try and figure out how what what makes me upset and like try and figure out what another like makes another person upset or sort of like trigger someone so i can try and avoid that topic and also tell other people what can trigger me so they can avoid that topic so then that way we can get along much better and we don't have to fumble with the whole saying something the other person getting mad and then it's a huge fight over basically nothing mm-hmm. and that's super aware of you mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty helpful because like, I know I have some time, I'm the big person to talk about feelings with what, like that isn't an adult to a lot of people with like, which is weird because I don't go to other people. So Mm -hmm. sometimes like, so I tend to help a lot of people with their problems and everything like that. If they're just having a rough day, they know they can come talk to me or something like that. And it, it's pretty cool like because then I get to know people on more of an emotional level than just a personal level mm-hmm. and understand sort of what's going through their heads just so I can figure out how to talk to them or just like what we can talk about or just how to get along all together. That's awesome. That makes sense for sure. Uh, I like that too, Owen. So now we understand that empathy is more than just putting yourself in someone else's shoes. It's about being curious and about connecting with others on a human level. Kevin and Owen, what kind of strategies can we use to show that we are showing empathy and connect with others? I think for one is uh, just being a presence. Mm -hmm. That for one will go so far. Um, showing that you're willing to make the connection, willing to make, willing willing to build that bridge to make that relationship. 
um, that right there is such a huge important step um, in 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 empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess as well as on top of being present, it's it's being active and, and listening and and willing willing to really listen in, in between what they're saying, um, going in depth to listen, uh, hearing what almost hearing what they're not saying, but mm-hmm. just being there is so important. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Owen, what about you, buddy? Um, well, I like a big thing I do is I listen to what people say and like what they have to say about like their problems and stuff. And I try and retain as much information as I can about them. So then that way I don't like possibly forget an important information, like important information. I try to remember what seems like an important thing they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then try and remember that just so I can, like, if it does seem like there's something going on, I can remember possibly why they feel like this, mm-hmm. something like that. So then I can talk to them about it. And like, even after the conversation, think of ways to help them feel better. So that's almost paraphrasing, right? Yeah. So you're, they're going to tell you something and you're going <coughs> to say it back to them mm-hmm. uh, with different words to make sure that, you, that they understand that you've heard what they have, what they have said. Right? Yeah. And also just, like, be there for them, like, Mm -hmm. for as much as you possibly can be. Because I know there are times when, um, like, someone is trying to, like, when someone's trying to talk to someone else and then they just can't, like, aren't there for them, like, for whatever reason. Or, like, so if I'm not able to be there for them, I got it. I'm going to explain why I'm not going to be there. I, like, explain how I'm, like, not going to be able to talk for a bit because I have to do this. Mm-hmm. stuff like that just so they which is practicing know. very um important self-care right just so they know that knowing I'm your not, boundaries yeah just so they know i'm not like ignoring them or something and like not trying to yeah like not talk to them i just i'm busy doing something else mm-hmm. and that you will get back to them yeah because there are times when people are trying to talk to someone else and then they don't answer for a few hours and then someone has gotten even more upset and then the other person comes back and says sorry i was doing this instead of saying before hey i gotta go quickly um, I'll yep. talk to you in like an hour or two. Yeah, that would be very helpful in a conversation if somebody was struggling, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Super good idea. Good strategy, Owen. I'm going to recap, basically paraphrase what you said. Um, uh, you talked about paraphrasing, understanding their common ground and triggering, avoiding triggering ideas. So that way, if you have, uh, if you feel that something is triggering the other person to avoid conflict and to ensure that they don't get more upset than they are, uh, you're saying that you want to build a positive relationship. So you built on the positive things around them. Yeah. And what I really liked about what you just said right now is setting boundaries and being genuine with them. Be honest. And I think honesty is the foundation of relationships that's so very true that's so very true um honesty is so important when it comes to building a relationship especially with children and youth if if they smell a lie they're going to shut down and they're mm-hmm. and trust that's you. and they're not going to trust you and then all that work that you've you've put in you put in for nothing because now that's just you're just going to get it stonewalled Mm-hmm. exactly exactly yeah. 
I've actually really enjoyed uh, our conversation today. What I want to know is if there's anything you guys want to discuss, if you missed out anything about empathy, uh, please share your ideas. We really want to hear if there's anything you want to share about what you feel empathy is, um, how we can help be more empathetic, uh, how we can help ourselves and help others. What do you guys think? I personally, I feel um, this was a great conversation to have. And it's so important to have these conversations. Um, the more, the more we talk about the hard stuff and, and the important stuff, the, the better off the children and youth that we're helping are, the, the better off they are. Um, mm -hmm. if, if we can help ourselves help other people, then, then we've done our job. Definitely. Oh, and will this help you share your emotions or um, in any way tell us how is this going to impact you like in the future? Are you going to take all of this and obviously your advice and all your strategies? How is this going to impact your uh, relationships with others? I definitely feel like this is going to help me actually try and talk about my feelings and try and open up to people more. Um, because now like that I've sort of seen how it can be for people and how helpful it could be to talk about it. Um, I'm definitely going to give it a try. <laughs> Good. That's awesome. So, so empathy is something that we can use to gain an understanding about the other person, right? So it not only brings people closer, but creates a connection and builds therapeutic relationships. And I just really wanted to thank you both, Kevin and Owen, especially being a 15 year old teenager and sitting next to your dad, knowing this is gonna be on social media, that's super brave. So um, also a special thanks to Peter and Julie for enlightening us with their views on empathy. Once again, check out our Instagram page, CYC Talk, and email us at cyctalk at gmail.com if you would like to be a guest on our podcast for future episodes. To all our listeners, thank you for joining us on CYC Talk. Stay tuned for our next episode where we will be discussing what availability and affirmation means to children and youth when it comes to establishing a therapeutic relationship.